The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, and a psychologist... Who dis? New phone. <laughs> Steve Olivas, some guy who doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, try to solve your oh, long-running God relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, unfamous Steve? I can, well, first of all, you've been accused of Wikipuffery, <laughs> and I haven't. So you're a fraud. I'm at least true to my infamous self. But uh, boy, it's been a minute and a half, Breakwell. Are are you are you okay? What's happening? Why aren't our listeners supporting this show with questions anymore? So we stopped recording in general because of my poor planning. I had to finish a book, but also we don't get a ton of questions because we publish this podcast so irregularly. But we publish it irregularly because we just don't get that many questions. Because it turns out you can ask for advice from literally anywhere else on the internet. It is the world's <laughs> most abundant resource. But all of it is bad. The only good advice comes from the two of us, you and I, more specifically from me. Me. Yeah, and, oh. and, and now I am going to go ahead and dispense more of that perfect advice, advice for this, a very real listener question that came in during our extended podcast hiatus. Here it is. <laughs> yes. Hey, guys. I, a female, 32, have been dating this guy, 34, for about a year now. But there has been one constant issue from day one, and it's communication. We are long distance with a two-hour time difference, and communication is the only way he can get to know, we can get to know each other. I am always reachable, but he is not, and he always has an explanation for when he goes MIA for days, but it only goes to show how little he values this relationship. He is a good guy, selfless even. I've seen it firsthand, just not with me. I've decided that I'm leaving him because I can't build anything in a foundation this shaky. I've heard it said that men know what they are doing in regards to how they treat women. I know it's partly my fault for allowing this type of behavior, but I'm also uh, too old to uh, be telling a grown man how to treat me as a woman. My question for you is this. What do I do differently in my next relationship to prevent history from repeating itself? All right, Steve, take it away. <laughs> I'm going to play break well for a second. Oh. Dangerous territory. First of all, they're uh, replacing the roof on my office, so there's a lot of hammering going on that I'm sure is getting picked up on the microphone here. But all right, my my inner breakwell on ten minutes. <clears throat> are you kidding me? Why are you in a one year long distance relationship when you're 32 years old? You want to know what you do differently next time? Date a guy that lives in your city. All right. How's that? Was that pretty good? How dare you steal my thunder, but we do have 10 minutes, so please continue. <laughs> the whole – I Listen, I give you credit to have enough insight to not have that sunk cost fallacy, which Breakwell also talks about all the time in this relationship. A year is probably a little too much in general, but at least you took a long look in the mirror one day and said, what am I doing? So the fact that you pulled the ripcord, or you're about to, I think gives at least a little bit of credit to you for having a shred of dignity and being like, I don't want to keep pouring my soul into this relationship, or probably more appropriately 
really my heart. So yeah, your next relationship, I am curious. Long, okay, I, I had too many thoughts flood in for, uh, in a second there. Long distance relationships can only hold together and I only give it probably less than 50-50 anyway, if that's about all that you're going to do. But it can only hold itself together if you have built a foundation face-to-face -face first. And then someone gets taken away for work or they're a traveling nurse and they're going uh, to, like, Phoenix for six months or three months. Like, that can work out. But if you're the sole point of your relationship is we're going to be long distance, you're just asking for trouble. So I, I do wonder why you got into a relationship like that. And you said he was a nice guy. And my answer is going to seem naive because I'm a dude, but I think there's nice guys everywhere. And I know most women are like, ah, no, 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 no. There's probably only six. And, and like three of them are in Europe. Like, I, I don't know where to find the other three here in the U.S., and uh, are available guys anyway. Ah, hell, probably all guys. I know Breakwell, and he's no Breakwell. But at least his uh, public Breakwell self. But I would say I would at least uh, get with a guy who you can be face-to-face -face with so that communication over the telephone or FaceTime doesn't have to be the only way you get to know each other. There is so much more texture in body language and tone. And uh, just... Uh, uh, very subtle parts of communication that our brain picks up on that we don't even consciously register. Like I, telehealth is a thing now where you can do therapy over Zoom and I hate it because it just doesn't give a three-dimensional look at the person, almost literally. But there's so much that I pick up on sitting in front of a person and vice versa. So yes, my Breakwellian answer is get with a guy who lives in your zip code next time so you can get all of the three dimensions of the relationship. What say you, James Breakwell? Well, I, I'm disappointed on two counts. One's that you already uh, that you already gave my advice, and two that she already <laughs> broke up with the guy. Because that's clearly where I was going to go. Uh, they, <laughs> this was never a relationship. You didn't have a boyfriend. You had an unenthusiastic pen pal. Okay, that was. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he told you exactly who he was. Uh, and if you don't want to be treated like that, you basically. Here's what you need to do. And I am the worst person in the world to give dating advice for the modern dating scene because I met my wife in college. I've only ever had one serious girlfriend outside of like junior high, and I married her because I was smart enough to realize that I should probably lock that up when I had the chance. But here's the thing. You are a woman, and as, as terrible... <clears throat> As terrible as the online dating scene is for women, you have something in your favor, and that is volume. If you go on literally any <laughs> online dating app and you exist, you will be bombarded by messages, overwhelmed by messages with dudes trying to hit on you because guys want to get laid. And you can just sift through them. You just need to not fixate on one person. It sounds like you, like this pen pal guy. This is something that should have been like a coffee date once or twice. And you see that he's not interested. You see that he's not putting in the time and you just move on. Uh, you, can, you can do this uh, at scale thanks to the internet. Uh, just say, I have, a, I have a buddy recently who went, there was a picture that came out of the wedding and it was like a renaissance painting with 25 people who are very emotional looking at the single phone screen. And it turns out what they were doing is they were updating a recently single friend's uh, Tinder profile. And they changed her oh Tinder profile God. picture from one where she looked like aggressively angry to just one where she was happy and smiling. And she went from very few messages 
two more messages than she could deal with. So just post a picture of yourself looking mildly pleasant, go on there, be prepared to receive 10,000 messages, and out of those, filter through for the ones you're like, this person will probably not murder me if we meet in a public place. You could do one coffee date a day, every day for the next year, go through 300 men, and hey, if they take nine days to text you back, if they're not interested, you're going to know right away. But as Steve said, make your filtering criteria, will meet me in person, lives in the same physical location as me because you're not going to move for some random internet guy and just sift through them and if they text you back if they're attentive great they make it to round two if not go with one of the other 10 million men who advantage or who messaged you i mean for women online dating is a superpower and even if 99.9 percent of the people you encounter are awful if even that 0.1% exists, you can find them. You just got to filter. You got to go through. You got to you meet them. And I, I guess I, I, found, I heard something profound the other day. It was on an economics podcast or something, uh, of all things. But it was somebody who uh, – it was like the economist who did the algorithm uh, behind one of the dating apps. And they said this isn't a dating service. This is a meeting service. You, what you're paying for is to be introduced to people. So get out there, be introduced to people, meet them in person, meet them briefly, and just start filtering through them. And uh, when you do get married, based on this extremely rudimentary dating advice, I want an invitation to your wedding. And I'm ba guessing based on the extra U's in your, uh, in your uh, message here that you live in either Canada or the UK or Australia. So I want an invite to the wedding at whichever one of those exotic locations that it's at. And I will be there and it will be <laughs> delightful. I will definitely take full advantage of your open bar because I have to <clears throat> offset the cost of my flight. Wow. James, I have to take umbrage with one part of what? your advice. Of my perfect advice? What, what could you possibly she's, take umbrage with? She's 32, not 23. Yes. If you're 23, you can go on 10,000 coffee dates and still uh, be perky and optimistic and look toward the future. When you're 32, you're kind of looking to settle down. And I've had enough clients <laughs> filter through my office I, I am like you. I don't understand online dating. We should probably get an expert on this show to talk about it because I don't think having 10,000 respondents for a 32-year-old woman that would like to settle down is any better than having one or two or zero for a lonely dude who would just like to date somebody. Both are extremely problematic. I don't know that there are the number of success stories that the, the advertisements would like you to believe for online dating, unless you're 23 and want to get laid, and then more power to you. But I'm guessing she would like somebody that's got a little staying power, and that's a really tough road road to travel, path to cut. I don't know what I'm trying to say. So I don't know. I, I'm out of my depth here because I don't really get it. You and I dated very differently, not each other. Uh, but although we did meet online, now I'm going down a weird, creepy rabbit hole. But Jay, walk us out of here. No, okay, I have to defend myself for one second here. So first okay, of all, yeah, my approach, yeah. my approach says, hey, look through all the available, available. Treat this like a sales funnel. You get 10,000 leads. You filter it down to 100 people you want to meet in person. You give each one of those guys five or 10 minutes. And you gradually through this, you figure out what you want. You zero in on somebody who's going to put in the time and treat you the way you want to be treated. Your approach is take 
the one or two or three people out of those 10,000 who randomly message you because you're not putting in any effort to be found and just assume that one of those two or three random people would be the best fit, leaving you with the awful situation she was already in. So my solution leads to a long-term partner and eternal happiness, and your approach leads to the status quo, which is why I will be invited to the wedding and you will not. With that being said, if you would like amazing... I, I'm just saying, James, if, if you and I ever get divorced or our spouses die... I don't think we have a chance because to have a picture of us looking mildly present, pleasant is uh, is going to be that's going to be a tough putt. I am going to use a picture of the poster of me that you have hanging in your bathroom. <laughs> I will get all of the right kind of matches. I'll only get one or two, but let me tell you, when those come in, that will definitely be the right person for me. Well, if you'd like to find your right person or stick with your current person or sort out any other sort of relationship issue, send that question in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with an E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It could be a relationship advice question of any kind, including one about pets and platonic friends and whoever else. Just send it in. Uh, this has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.